Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Yeah, no, I'm not bothered by the 49ers, even though they've beaten us the last six out of nine times. This is going to be easy. <laughs> Grassy. And uh, yeah, we got a Sunday night football game coming up, and uh, Packers fans are uh, <laughs> trepidatious. If you will, a little, uh, little nervous just because of some recent history with the San Francisco 49ers. And to break down and preview this Sunday night football matchup, we're bringing back an old friend of the show. He's from the Fourth and Gold podcast. Javi, welcome back to the show, bud. Thanks for having me, Tom. This is number three now. It's three. This is the third time. So we're like three. family at this point. It's not even friend of the pod, it's family it's of the pod. Now, well, because you've had cat- cast. I'm sorry. When we played last year, we won, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and the first time game, you beat yeah, us. Game. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh okay. We, we, yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> this is family, huh? This is how you treat yeah. family. Yeah. You bring up those instant, whatever. So basically, you're saying this is the rubber match because you won the first one on your appearance, then I won the second one on the appearance, and so now this is the one. Okay, This is this is it. Yeah. Okay. This is the one. <laughs> this, is, this is the one. No, it's it's great to have you back on, man. I, I we have so much to talk about. I'm I'm so curious about the 49ers, their place in the West, and you know what you kind of make of their first two games because I, as soon as they got healthy, I was like, 49ers are gonna be a problem this year. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of want to go back a little bit and just talk about some off season stuff first. Yeah, because you guys had a tumultuous, a crazy, hectic off season in which I remember I was sitting at school and I was on like I was hosting study hall and like the news broke that you're just like, we're trading everything to move up to the third pick. So I'm curious of like just your take before you even knew you were going to take or anything kind of what's going through the mind after last year, everybody, including the stadium goes on IR, you know, you're going to come in refreshed, rejuvenated, healthy. And then you make that massive trade, kind of what's running through your mind. Yeah, last year was absolutely terrible. $80 million on IR at one point. That yep. was, I mean, how do you win games like that? Packers come to town. We got seven guys on COVID list and they're all false positives. It was a disaster. Um, going into the offseason, I fully expected the 49ers to go after every available quarterback. And they did that, right? They called Carson Wentz. They called Matthew Stafford. They called about Watson. Shoot, they called about Aaron Rodgers on draft day. So that tells you exactly how they feel about their current quarterback situation or their current starter right now. Yes, he's still starting, but I don't know how much time is left on that. When the trade happened, I had heard about the trade. I want to say in, I want to say it was about mid February. I had got a text from a buddy of mine. It's like, hey, Miami and the 49ers are talking about swapping picks. I was like, okay, here we go. So on my show, you know, it was all Justin Fields, Trey Lance, yeah, ever the other guy. We don't even bring that guy's name up anymore. Um, but your fan base loved Mac Jones, Javi. They loved yeah. him so much. Man, that was yeah, yeah. I got to see him in person at the Senior Bowl. You know, no, I'm not trying to disrespect the guy, but there was nothing about him that's that screamed franchise quarterback or that much better than our current situation with Jimmy Garoppolo as a passer, or at least pick him up with the third overall pick, right? Yeah, yeah at 12, I could have lived with it. At sure. 30 or 39 or whatever it was in the second round, I could have lived with that even more. Sure. At the third overall pick, you you swing for upside, you swing for the fences, you go with a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance in that situation. And they did that. I was on the Fields train. I still am. I think Fields is probably the best of the group, um, but Lance is in the best situation. Mm. Uh, so we'll get there eventually with Lance and, and this 49ers offense. 
Um, but it's just been kind of awkward so far. You know, you have this weird tension between Jimmy and Trey. You know, Jimmy's on KMBR, the radio station in California, saying, yeah, he didn't really – it was hard for him to cheer on that touchdown that Trey Lance threw uh, in Detroit, literally snipes the touchdown from him. This is not fantasy football where your running backs do that. Quarterbacks, that's, that's odd, you know, right? And then that, that's uh, interesting because like the whole camp thing, like it seemed like everything that Jimmy G said, it was like, oh, we're getting along real well and, you know, doing all this yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't hear about those comments. Yeah, that's kind of awkward. Just yeah, a bit. Matt Mark Sanchez said it on the broadcast of the Detroit game. He's like, that's got to be a tough hug for Jimmy Garoppolo to give. And the KMBR folks, the guys in the radio in California were like, Jimmy, what do you think of these comments? And he said, yeah, Mark isn't wrong about that. So it was just like, and then, you know, he, he proceeded to kind of like work his way out of that, that comment. Sure. But he also said, you know, I know who's in the locker room that has my back on these type of situations. So it's just like, you are screaming QB controversy without your head coach even saying it. And then 1 million percent. Yeah. So it's like, all right, man, we get it. But it, I, I, I will say Jimmy Garoppolo, other than that one comment, he's been professional all the way through. Like you sure. can't, he's doing a much better job than Aaron Rodgers did. Right. Aaron was grumpy the entire time, and he made it very clear. I, mean, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. He had an MVP year. They went to the NFC Championship game, and then you go take a quarterback without calling him. That doesn't make sense to me. But uh, as far as the Niners go offseason-wise, what's frustrating the most is the draft so far. Not one of the top three picks has contributed yet in two games. Sure. And that's frustrating. But the back end has. You know, well, Lenore, Elijah Mitchell – Hufanga, they've done okay on the back end. See, that's the thing, though. I feel like, you know, Zach Wilson has really contributed a lot um, to opposing defenses, and he's done a really, really nice job um, at really developing those corner talents um, yeah. and been helping out those secondaries. So, you know, he's just helping different different positions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the Jets. So he has, he has two touchdowns to Winfield, or who was it? He has two touchdowns to somebody. And then has one in the end, like to his own team. It's just really weird. Yeah. yeah. Poor Zach. It's fine. It's, he's on the Jets. Like, you know, like there's, it's, well, and that's the thing too. Like, you obviously have some ties with the Jets now, um, with uh, some people departing. Uh, like, is that, is that a concern? Um, you know, Jets get their brand spanking new head coach, ripped right from the 49ers, has oh. done well for you. Like, going into the season, like, is that something that's on the back of your mind of like, oh, crap, you know, we're going to work in a new franchise QB, everyone's coming back healthy. Like, is it maybe we'll take a step back or is it kind of not even? Um, to me, I thought defensively we might take a step back, right? Because we we lack that corner. Last time, you know, the last time the Niners went to the Super Bowl, they had a Richard Sherman who... Yeah. wasn't he wasn't Legion of Boom Richard Sherman, but he was good enough to shut down one third of his of his field, right? Still, and sure. whether that's out of respect or he's just much smarter than the quarterback, whatever that is. And then the other two thirds you can kind of manage. Right now, the Niners have a rookie, and then Emmanuel Mosley, and then behind them are two vets, uh, Drake Kirkpatrick and Josh Norman. And that's those those things don't excite me, right? But yeah. if you have those two guys as veteran backups, I guess you're okay. Losing Jason Verrett was a big big loss. Um, you know, Jimmy Ward is playing at an outstanding level. I think what's missing the most is really the DeForest Buckner of the group, right? Mm -hmm. the guy who's going to take up two or three guys. Yeah. Um, but Kinlaw is healthy now, so we'll see how that looks. Defensively, I, I thought they would just there would be a slight regression, and we're going to need more from the offense. But D'Amico Ryan's is still learning. I, like I mentioned, you know, he has the keys to a Ferrari on this defense because you yeah. still have Fred Warner, you still have Nick Bosa, you still got D Ford. 
And then the, the defensive line overall is about nine or 10 deep. So you can rotate plenty of people. So <laughs> here you have the keys to the car. Don't wreck it. So far, he hasn't wrecked it. Yeah. Um, I just think the injuries to Verrett and Greenlaw may may hurt them long term. Now, you just mentioned something that Packers fans might just be a little bit confused about. So I just want to clear that up. You said defensive line. Um, what is that position? Something the Packers don't have. Okay, I just want to make sure because we have Kenny Clark, and like I know he he's on he's on there, but there's uh there's there's not much else that's going on uh, what's going on there. So in terms of how you guys have played your first two games, you go to Detroit, you're up big, and I would like you to actually settle this for me. Fourth quarter, guys like Varek go out, right? Is it? garbage time that didn't mean anything or did the lions actually in your opinion did the lions like come back and actually make that game way too close i think it's a little bit of both injuries played a factor kyle shannon got scared started putting guys you know pulling guys which was an issue um i think the game should have been over at the six minute mark jimmy garoppolo hits a third and four and that game's completely over yeah he misses that throw um and debo drops it so it's a it's a there's a there's multifaceted on that answer um I think you saw more of a, a complete effort versus Philadelphia, right? The defeat, the defense was much better versus a, a mobile quarterback as expe- than, than expected. Mm-hmm. Um, the secondary played very well. Defensive line was well. First game, you know, Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner had some miscues. So I think it was a little bit of both at the back end of that, that Lions game. Lions may just end up being a tough team. I mean, we saw what they did on Monday night. They looked okay. They weren't First terrible. Half, they were good. Yeah, so they might just be a well-coached team just lacking talent in certain areas. But I think the Niners are more what we saw versus Philly than what they are against the Lions on defense. And focusing on that Philly game, like it wasn't a pretty game, right? It's a, it's, it's a low scoring game. Um, You had the Eagles come out and look really good against the Falcons. What does that mean? Nobody knows, but you know, <laughs> you had Jalen hurts, like look good. Like you mentioned the mobile quarterback kind of, what are your takeaways from the Philadelphia game? Because like the 49ers defense, you spoke about a regression, like they're not again, it's only week three now, right? So we're like, we're not going to make any grandiose statements or anything like that. But like, how do you feel about this defense thus far? Debo Samuel's like coming in clutch. I think he's leading the league in uh, receiving yards, if I'm not mistaken. Um, kind of how do you feel about the defense and then looking at the offense, like under Jimmy G, like how do you feel they've done over the past two games? Uh, defensively, they've done well. Offensively is where my concern is. You know, the defense for the Eagles outside of the defensive line is pretty suspect. Secondary linebackers, and you couldn't get George Kittle more than four targets. You couldn't get Ayuk more than two targets. Jimmy Garoppolo is missing throws that he shouldn't be missing. So glad I drafted Ayuk. Yeah, so, yeah, me too, right? Um, <laughs> but there is an issue there uh, with the quarterback play, and, and Kyle has to adjust accordingly based on his quarterback, and that's been the problem. Um it's it. These next three weeks will tell us all we need to know about this 49ers offense because can you match points with the Packers? Can you match points with the Seahawks? Can you match points with the Cardinals? And that's my biggest concern. The defense should be able to hold their end up, but you know sometimes it's a bend don't break type of thing. There is going to be miscues. You have a rookie at the corner. Sure. You have a rookie defensive coordinator. There's going to be some issues there. And Aaron Rodgers is one of the best. Russell is obviously a top three quarterback, and Kyler's slowly working his way into the top ten. So it just makes things very difficult. Jimmy Garoppolo has to be better. And to me, I'm just ready to move on, to be honest with you. Just get the kid out there. You know, what are we wasting time for at this point? Literally nothing that I watched against the Eagles, Trey Lance couldn't do as far as a passer goes. So So are you of the mindset? Okay, so if you put Trey Lance in, 
are you willing to like have those growing pains like all rookie yeah. QBs do? And you're like, you know what? Listen, like we might not even be in like playoff contention if we throw him in there. Or are you willing to say like, hey, put Jimmy G out there until he legitimately starts failing and then you work in Trey Lance? Like kind of what method are you like subscribing to, if any? I think I'm in the middle, right? Like, yes, I think Jim- I think Lance could do what Jimmy Garoppolo is doing as far as a passer goes. Lance gives you the element of the run and the threat of the run. Mm. Um, but at the same time, as long as Jimmy's still winning games, it's hard to pull him. Um, I just don't, you know, on tape, you just don't see anything that's super flashy of, hey, Jimmy sure. is a $26 million quarterback. Like, that just doesn't, the production versus the pay doesn't match up. So I am, I'm ready to pull the plug and rip the Band-Aid off because I think Kyle can give him, give Lance a lot of easy throws the way he creates for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And, you know, I thought the opening two weeks would have been a really soft landing spot for Lance to play. I was a little, I was wrong in the Eagles one, but Detroit, I think Jimmy Lance could have done everything Jimmy Garoppolo did in that game. So it's just, it's, it's tough. You know, a guy, you know, the thing with Lance, he hasn't played. That's it. Yeah. You need to give him reps. The only way he's going to improve is giving him reps. You know, I don't, I don't subscribe to the, this is Alex Smith, Alex Smith and Mahomes. This is uh, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Like, no, this is not, this is not that case. you like, you know, we he's Trey Lance is in the best situation of all the rookie quarterbacks. Sure. Yeah. You know, let him let him play. Let him play. I think um, you talked about like soft landing spots. One of the things that makes a rookie QB's job significantly easier is running backs. Um, and coming into this year, especially looking at the preseason, I was like, oh, crap. Like I'm watching Raheem Mostert run and I'm like, I'm getting flashbacks. I'm like, this is going to be <laughs> this is going to be a problem. You look at Trey Lance. Like I can imagine if you have all of your running backs healthy and you have a QB that could be mobile, like the playbook is just busted wide open yeah. and you could just run a ton of stuff. And looking right now at the state of the running back room right now, it's rough. Um, you've lost four five. I think it's technically five. 17. It's something like that. Mm-hmm. Running backs at this point. And you have Jimmy G who doesn't have the luxury of like relying really on you know, a veteran running back that can hand back until you guys call up Frank Gore again. Yeah. You know, when, when you are losing that many in one position in the beginning of the season, you know, how does that kind of change your overview on how like the 49ers offense is going to function? Um, it doesn't give me much confidence in how the offense is going to function because Raheem Mostert provides them with this stretch of the outside zone, right? If you can stretch the outside zone the way Aaron Jones does, you allow those bootlegs that Aaron Rodgers can do. It's the same offense. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is primarily a passer who's going to hit the middle of the field. When you shut down the outside zone and you can't use those bootlegs, you're asking Jimmy Garoppolo to make throws that he consistently misses. And those are those seven yard, eight, nine, 10 yard out routes. Anything past 15 yards, you're, you know, you, it comes into question. Um, so the run game is vital. Now the Niners should have Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon this week. Um, so they should be okay. But Raheem Mostert is a huge loss for this team. Huge loss. I mean, you know that firsthand. We've seen it. Um, and every every team in the league's seen it, you know, the back end of the 2019 season, what his value is, and then early on in 2020. So it's tough. Yeah. And considering that you are, and you mentioned you're going to be going up against those opponents soon, you're in a division which is, in my opinion, the best division in football, right? In which you have potentially four playoff contenders, in which the fact that, like, the Seahawks lost in overtime against the Titans, they're at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> like, you know, it it's crazy to me just how much talent and you look at the Cardinals who I thought would be like the weakest of the division, right? Got lucky kind of in, in week two a little bit, but 
I'm curious of looking at your division right now. How do you see that division playing out? Who do you see as being the toughest team that you're going to have to go against? Like, is it Matthew Stafford and the Rams? Are you looking still at the Seahawks or is it like the newcomers and the Cardinals? To me, it's always going to be Seattle. Seattle's always going to give us trouble. Russell's going to be that guy, um, regardless of their defensive woes and, you know, Pete Carroll hating Russell Wilson throwing the ball so much. Um, I think that's going to be the toughest matchup. The Rams are going to be good. I mean, we've seen it. They look great. You know, they look... Matthew Stafford is probably going to be an MVP candidate this year. Um, yeah. You're probably happy he's out of Detroit. Um, I'm just cool. happy for him, honestly, because yeah. he, like I, I was I was sad to see... He's such a great player. He's such a great dude. I'm just like, I'm just happy you don't have to suffer anymore in Detroit. So you, in Arizona, I just don't... I don't I don't believe in them completely yet. Vance okay. doesn't do it for me as a defensive coordinator. Um, I do like their secondary. Kyler's dangerous. You know, to me, it's always it's a quarterback league, and the Niners have the worst quarterback room in the division. And that's everyone. Everyone will agree with that. We don't know what Trey Lance is, and we know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. Would you take Jimmy over any of those other three guys? The answer is no, right? So that's that's the that's the that's the that's the debate in in Niner yeah. league. Like, hey, can we win the division? We can probably win the division. But we need an increase in Jimmy Garoppolo's productivity, at least 10 to 15 percent. Like if this was a Madden score and Jimmy's a 78, we need him to be an 85. Yeah, that's what we need. And we'll see if we can get that from him. I don't think we will. Um, So we're going to need more out of Trey Lance or we're going to need Trey Lance eventually. And I think I think I think the the change happens right around the week seven mark against the Colts. I was just about to ask. All right. So you're thinking like it's going to happen sooner rather than later that they're going to pull him. And. Before we jump into the specifics of Sunday night's game, kind of looking at the overview with the team the way it is now. So you could look at it two ways. You could look at it with Jimmy Garoppolo, and then you could look at it with the eventual like Trey Lance. Do you think that right this second with the injuries, with the QB situation, the way that it is, like, do you think the 49ers are still like a very, um, I guess, obvious playoff contender? Or do you think that it's going to kind of be like, hey, we're going to have to like get in like second in the division, third in division, et cetera? I think I think they can compete for second division right now as constructed. As long as they kind of remain relatively healthy, they should be able to do that. Uh, Super Bowl contender, I'm not there yet. I think they can win 10, 11 games. Um, anything outside of that to me is a bonus. You know, when you have three out of four losing seasons, you know, making the playoffs two out of three years is ideal. Yeah, so that, that's a plus. Um, I think they have enough talent to do it and get to the playoffs. And looking ahead at uh, Sunday night. So I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. Packers fans are nervous. I mean, like, this is one of the ones that, like, as soon as, like, the schedule came out, I was like, crap. Like, this is, this is, uh, this is going to be tough because you guys play us tough. Yeah. Um, it just seems like every single time you have our number. Um, going in with a lack of running backs, you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo, who's there, I'm still, like, very nervous about this game. And especially... The first half of the Lions game and definitely the entirety of the Saints game, we were unable to put any pressure on the quarterback whatsoever. And coming into this game, you have a good offensive line and we are lacking David Bakhtiari, which the the O-line has been pretty good still, like for the most part, you know, Elton Jenkins is Mm a phenomenal player. He's been doing real well at left tackle. Um, How do you see like this game shaking out as is like, do you think that this is a 49ers game that they run away with? Do you think that it's a very competitive game? Um, what are you looking at? Niners haven't allowed a sack in two games. <clears throat> the Packers right. didn't have a sack in two games. I'm looking at the missing part of Zadarius Smith in this game, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm going to attack that side of the defense a lot. Um, I don't think it's a runaway game. I think the Niners can pull this game out. I have a six-point win. 
I think the spread right now is three and a half. I think the Niners can pull this out by six. It's not it's not gonna be thirty seven to eight or thirty seven seventeen. Like that's not happening again. I don't think that's the case. Um, I think we said the exact same thing for the NFC championship game. It's not gonna be a repeat of what we saw earlier in the season. Then it was a blowout and it was like, well, this was fun. <laughs> I don't think either one of us foresaw a uh, explosion in the run game like that. So that's you know, that's that's fair. Um but I think I think the Niners have been able to keep Jimmy Garoppolo relatively clean. I'm not super high on Kevin King. Like I, I love Jair Alexander. Wait, you're not? I don't everyone know. in everyone in Green Bay loves Kevin King. I don't know what you're talking about, Javi. Like he is have you seen his PFF grades? They're phenomenal. Yeah. I, I'm gonna dig into that tonight, but I I think Niners should win this game. You know, I, I think it's probably like a 30, 30 to 24 type game, 30 to 23. You know what I mean? I think the Niners can can pull this game out because they can still run the ball effectively. These yeah. then now it's you know, I think the Niners are going to want some get back after last season, you know, having to play that game with yeah. all those false positives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the Niners can pull this one out. If they don't, then they don't. But I, this is a playoff game. This is a playoff seeding game. This, this matters. This game sure. matters in the full spectrum of the 17 game season. So you need to get this one. And especially for the Niners, they need to get this because they're going to play Seattle and Arizona right after that. So yeah. you need to get this. So yeah, 30, 30 to 23, I expect Jimmy Garoppolo probably to make a mistake because that's what he does. Um, and I think the Niners should be able to run the ball. Hopefully Trey Sermon is back from the concussion and Elijah Mitchell can come back a little bit. I think he had a stinger, um, but we should be able to run the ball against the Packers. And then this, the passing element is where it gets shaky. And that's kind of what I'm more concerned about. Have the Packers improve their linebacker play and safety play? To me, the answer is no. And I think that's where Kyle's going to attack like he always does. Yeah, well, because I'm wondering if you're going to see talking about corners for a hot second, I'm, because Eric Stokes popped in for a bit um, during the Lions game. He played very, very well. You know, there was the one miscommunication that led up a touchdown in the beginning, but then he adjusted pretty quickly, has great closing speed. Safeties, I mean, I still love Amos and and Savage. You know, Savage, he obviously was banged up a bit, um, and then we were playing without guys like Vernon Scott. I think that the linebackers, you know, yeah, you have like a couple mistakes by Devondre Campbell. You have an interception by him. And I think it comes down to Joe Barry, right? Like Joe Barry's supposed to be like that linebacker guru who's supposed to develop all those linebackers. So I think, I think there's just so much unknowns right now about this Packers team, because I will be very honest watching the first half of that Packers lions game. I'm like, this defense is bad. Like they're just straight up bad. And with like Zadarius Smith is missing. They're not getting any pressure on the quarterback whatsoever. Um, it was rough. And, and to be fair, uh, the Lions do have a good offensive line, similar to how the 49ers have a really good offensive mm -hmm. line. So I think that, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo might have some uh, time to throw and might have uh, some opportunities. So if there is a game that he's going to step it up, you know, a little bit more from George Kittle, potentially, as, as he usually has some decent games against the Packers. And um, Sunday, well, that's his that's his specialty. Sunday night, Sunday night Kittle uh, yeah. is a big thing. And uh, I'm looking at Campbell specifically because the last time Campbell played Kittle was against was in 2019 Atlanta versus the Niners. Yes, the Niners lost that game, but I think Kittle had 13 receptions for like 180. Great. So Good. there's that. I don't know. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, it's just a little nugget of yeah. uh, information oh, right there. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. I think the Packers can win it. Um, I think mm -hmm. it just depends on what Packers team shows up. You know, if it's the second half Packers, then like I feel a lot more confident in that we're going to be able to keep it close and potentially pull it out. But you're 100% right. Like, this is a big game. I know it's a long season, um, but... This is one of those things that is going to impact the playoff picture down the road. And I think that right now, like the media is 
like destroying the Packers because you had the blowout that was in week one after all that offseason stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they beat the Lions. And it's just like, well, it's just the Lions. You know, like this, if the Packers are able to to take down the 49ers, it'll quiet people for like five seconds, maybe. Because similar to you, like we have the Steelers next. Like that's not going to be a walk in the park. Yeah, no. I, these early schedules are tough for some of these teams. The back ends are a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Packers, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, man. Like he's Aaron Rodgers. It's he's still and Devontae Adams is breathing, right? Like he's he is, still he is. walking this earth. Like that is. is a dangerous duel. I really like uh Tanyan. And of course, Aaron Jones gave me Great my time. fantasy win uh this week. Thank you, the fantasy gods. I needed that one. Um, but yeah, the, <sighs> the Packers are absolutely dangerous. I think what the biggest thing is. Bakhtiari is a huge piece and Zedaria yeah. is a huge piece. Those those are really big losses for them. And even even when Bosa, even when Bakhtiari was healthy, Bosa had his way. So mm-hmm. I like to see what Elton Jenkins looks like out there. I'm very curious to see that matchup. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And then, of course, um, you know, Mike McGlinchey doesn't have to worry about Zedaria Smith this week. So that's a plus. Yeah. That just, it sucks for you guys. I, I was hoping he'd be healthy this year. It, you know, unfortunately, he's not. So I, I enjoy Zedaria very much. Yeah. I mean, listen, we might just see this matchup in the playoffs once again, and then I can just get nervous all over again. So be nervous. <laughs> that's it. But Javi, buddy, I appreciate you coming on the show, breaking down uh, the Sunday night football matchup. I wish you luck for the rest of the season. Of course, just not on Sunday, okay. but it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the West um, and see how many teams wind up uh, coming out of there in a, a stacked, stacked division. But uh, Javi, where can people find you and all the things that you do? Yeah, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Javier Vague underscore. And then, of course, just check out the podcast at Fourth and Gold Podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. You know, make sure you guys support Tommy. The man is working his butt off. That's it, baby. That's it. We're out here. We're out here. Yeah, out here. But, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, go, Pat, go.